Section two of Birds and Nature, Volume eight, number five, December nineteen hundred. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schampf. The Western Horned Owl, Bubo virginianus subarcticus. Bird of the silent wing and expansive eye, Grimalkin in feathers, Faline, mousing, haunting ruins and towers, And mocking the midnight stillness with thy uncanny cry. John Burroughs, Birds and Poets Among the birds of prey, raptores, None are better known, more written about, Or more cosmopolitan, than that nocturnal division, family Strigidae, which includes the two hundred or more species of owls. From the Arctic regions of the north to the Antarctic regions of the south they are known. Most of the genera are represented in both hemispheres, though eight are peculiar to the old world and three to the new. The majority of the species finds a home in the forests, though a few live in marshes and on the plains some invade the buildings of civilization and may be found in the unfrequented towers of churches and in outbuildings disliked by all birds its appearance during the day is the signal for a storm of protests and knowing that there is little need of fear of his power at this time they flock about him pecking and teasing him till he is obliged to retreat to his obscure roosting place the owls in most countries of both the new world as well as the old are regarded as birds of ill omen and messengers of woe and are protected from harm by some uncivilized and superstitious peoples some believing that spirits of the wicked reside in their bodies by others they have been called devil's birds the belief of some unlearned people in the close relationship of the owl with death and the grave dates back at least to the time of shakespeare who speaks of the owl's hoot as a song of death among the ancient races only the athenians seem not to have possessed this popular fear and superstition they venerated the owl and regarded it as the favorite bird of minerva on the other hand, the Romans looked upon the owl with fear and detestation, dreading its appearance as the embodiment of all evil and the omen of unfortunate events to come. By them, the owl was consecrated to Proserpine, the wife of Hades, and queen of the underworld. Pliny tells us that the city of Rome underwent a solemn cleansing because of the visit of one of these birds when the unearthly character of their cries and their quiet spirit-like motion as they fly through the night hours are taken into consideration it is not surprising that they have been and are held in awe and dread by many people the characteristics of the two sexes are practically the same except that the female is somewhat the larger the young resemble the adults but are usually darker in color excepting those species that are whitish in color the owls are usually a mixture of black brown rufous gray yellow and white and barring is common on the wings and tail their bills are blackish dusky or yellowish their eyes are so fixed that they have little power of turning the eyeballs and thus are obliged to turn the head when they wish to change their range of vision this they do with great rapidity in fact, the motion is so rapid that without close observation 
the bird seems to turn its head in one direction for several revolutions if the object looked at passes around the perch upon which the owl rests a remarkable characteristic is the reversible fourth toe or digit enabling the owl to perch with either one or two toes behind mr evans tells us that the note varies from a loud hoot to a low muffled sound or a clear musical cry the utterance of both young and adults being in some cases a cat-like mew while the screech owl snores when stationary the hoot is said to be produced by closing the bill puffing out the throat and then liberating the air a proceeding comparable to that of the bitterns on the whole the voice is mournful and monotonous but occasionally it resembles a shrill laugh the utterances of the owls are however quite various some species will give a piercing scream and hiss like an angry cat when disturbed the western horned owl of our illustration is a variety of the great horned owl bubo virginianus of eastern north america it has a wide and extensive range reaching from manitoba on the north into the tablelands of mexico on the south and eastward from the pacific coast across the great plains occasionally specimens are taken as far east as the states of illinois and wisconsin it is replaced in the arctic regions by the arctic horned owl bubo virginianus arcticus which is lighter in color its range only reaching as far south as idaho and south dakota the western horned owl breeds nearly throughout its range it is of interest that this owl is not an inhabitant of high altitudes but rather of the foothills and more open country of its range the dusky horned owl bubo virginianus saturatus the darkest colored of all the owls taking its place in the higher regions in its habits it is closely related to its eastern relative it has a similar call note and is as destructive it feeds on grouse and ducks as well as other species of valuable food water birds it also kills many forest birds that are useful to man as insect destroyers it is said that they will feed on mammals such as polecats prairie dogs squirrels rabbits and other rodents but this is not the worst crime of this marauder for when it visits the more thickly inhabited districts it appreciates the delicacies to be found in poultry yards of the farmer and kills far more than it needs to satisfy its appetite with regard to the nesting habits of this owl captain charles bendir says while perhaps the majority of these birds resort to hollow trees or old nests of the larger hawks and of the common crow quite a number nest in the wind-worn holes in sandstone and other cliffs small caves in clay and chalk bluffs in some localities on the ground and i believe even occasionally in badger holes underground on the grassy plains in the umatilla indian reservation in northeastern oregon i have several times seen owls of this race sitting on the little mounds in front of badger or coyote burrows near the mouths of which small bones and pellets of fur were scattered about while unable to assert positively that they do actually breed occasionally in such holes the indications point that way and this would not seem to be due to the absence of suitable timber as an abundance of trees grow along the banks of the umatilla river not more than a mile away when nesting in trees large cottonwoods sycamores willows pecans 
pines oaks and firs are generally preferred in regions however where heavy timber is scarce they content themselves with nests in small mesquite and hackberry trees frequently placed not more than ten feet from the ground captain bendeer also states that they have been known to use the nests of the black-billed magpie either laying their eggs on the inside of these curiously built and enormous structures or on the broken down roofs these nests are well adapted to the requirements of the owl for they vary from one to three feet in diameter and are constructed in a very substantial manner the foundations consist of twigs held together with mud and upon this built of smaller twigs is the nest which is plastered with mud and lined with grass and small roots the whole structure is surrounded by dead twigs which form an arch over the top of the nest this is a palace which the owl would never take the trouble to construct but is willing to use it is said that the western horned owl will lay two or more sets of eggs at short intervals if the nest and eggs are disturbed and an instance has been recorded where three sets of eggs have been taken from the nest of a single pair at intervals of about four weeks the number of eggs laid is usually two or three and infrequently four are found and sets of five or six have been reported the eggs are white showing as a rule little gloss and are roughish in form they are rounded oval about two and one-half inches long and nearly two inches in diameter the period of incubation lasts about four weeks and it is said that only the female sets on the eggs the male furnishing her with food like the great horned owl this variety is quite solitary in its habits except during the breeding season and is almost as destructive as that bird which is considered the most destructive of all the owls the owl has long been an inspiration to the poets due to its odd appearance and uncanny actions during the daylight hours the wise expression of its face and its quiet flight during the weird hours of the night the lark is but a bumpkin fowl he sleeps in his nest till morn but my blessing upon the jolly owl that all night blows his horn end of section two